Hello, my sexy bitches. Welcome back to the Far Out Wisdom Podcast. If you're suffering from depression, anxiety, or OCD like I do, have you ever thought of getting a fucking plant? to the Far Out Wisdom Podcast, and I hope that everybody is having a wonderful day. Remember to breathe and breathe out, and I'm having a little bit of wheezing noises coming out of my system because the fact that California is burning, I believe there's 300 plus fire uh, that's going on at the moment. I understand that school has started from some parents, and I am a mom who has a kindergartner who is in class, and uh, he's having a difficult time. Well, he's not having a difficult time. He's he's bored. I think because of the fact that he already knows his shapes, his numbers, his ABCs, and you know all the classes are trying to keep up with him. At the fact that he's just bored with what's going on the process of it and so I was recommended by his by specialists actually to put him in um I guess to receive private education for like advanced school and I'm thinking to myself bitch I don't have $120,000 to shit out my ass every year I think that's the cost of the education for a private um teachings and all that good stuff but I don't have that so a lot of specialists did recommend that Jacob is too advanced for I guess regular public education so I'm not saying that to brag or anything like that but that's what I'm dealing with at the moment so in this episode I want to talk about plants um in 2016 I was sent to a therapist by the name of Julie Cardoza. Cardoza was my therapist for about, I believe, like a year and a half before I, I, we had to depart and go our separate ways. But she has helped me tremendously. And she was the one who diagnosed me with the um, pretty much the mental Ill- illness, illnesses diagnosis that I received Uh and I'm going to backtrack it a little bit. The reason I was sent to Cardoza was the fact in 2006, 2015, I gave birth to Jacob. And I thought that I was suffering from baby blues. Unfortunately, it was uh, postpartum depression, the serious kind. Postpartum depression is very common. Uh, it affects 3 million uh, moms 
every year. Uh, some mothers require intense treatment recommended by their uh, OB or gynecologist. Their primary doctor can send them to get uh, medication to be on uh, antidepressants, which I, I think it's very effective in, casing, in treating a, a severe postpartum depression. Um, some are where they got treatment from their current therapist to uh, work with their their current mental illnesses that they have, and then they got pregnant. And due to hormones and things like that, it really adds to the intensity of the mental illnesses that they have. In my case, uh, it was, um, I was properly diagnosed uh, in 2016 with clinical depression, uh, obsessive compulsive disorder, and generalized anxiety disorder. Uh, I know that it sounds bad. However, when you finally get a proper diagnosis from a clinician, you begin to start working on yourself to understand the condition that you have and then trying to tame it as much as possible, which I'm doing at the moment. All my life I have been, I knew that I had something, but I did not, did not know what. In my culture, in the Cambodian culture, we don't know what it is. I mean, we have words for depression like onchet, for example. Onchet means, you know, sadness or not feeling up to it or um, anxiety and stuff. See, I can't even come up with a word for it. I mean, my parents, my, my mom and dad, especially my mom, my mom knew something that was something was wrong because I have a, a lot of nervous stomach. So I'm really anxious and jittery. And I've always been like that. And anything can like, I, I always make the joke that I'm a chihuahua. So I'm always cold and everything is like a fucking threat to me. But I'm not like that as much as I was before when I was a little bit little because the fact that I got a proper diagnosis. Therefore, I could have an idea or get more information and get the resources that I need to assist my mental illnesses. And when I'm podcasting, sometimes you guys don't really know that I do get nervous still, like trying to listen to my own voice. Sometimes it can be very difficult to hear. Um, you can hear that I say I say a lot of ums and all that good stuff, but uh, starting podcasting really helps me kind of get more comfortable with talking. Uh, I know that it sounds kind of weird to say that you know while I was growing up, I was not really a talker. I didn't talk. I did everything on my own, and I'm starting to notice a little bit of my son Jacob, where he wants to do everything on his own. My sister. Uh, runner it was probably the only one that that was really affected by intro being an introvert i'm a little bit in between where i'm an ambivert i could control being in both situations at the same time but i can not too much i like to balance everything and not be you know not be all over the place as much as possible or I'm just going to be I'm going to lose my shit. I don't like to be around a lot of people. So my son is pretty much the same way. And looking at Jacob, uh, I, you know, I, I did everything on my own and I felt left out, even though even though I was surrounded by a lot of people and a lot of friends, I did kind of, you know, right up to high school and college, I really start to enjoy my own company and people to me that enjoys their own company are the ones that are very happy with themselves. I don't have to be around other people. I don't need people to uh, give me attention or anything like that. That's why, you know, with social media, I think, like I said many times before, that it's really affecting us individually because a lot of people don't really like to be by themselves. They want the connection, which is a good thing. 
But there's also unhealthy connection. Unhealthy connection is when you have to be around other people or you have to be seen for yourself. Whereas, you know, somebody who's healthy, like me, for example, I really don't mind going out to the movie theater by myself. I went to go see Deadpool when it came out by myself. I went to, I go, I go and have dinner by myself. I go sit in the park by myself. I don't fucking care. I really like being by myself. It is just something that I like to do. And I've, I've accepted that. So when you were, you're going to school, like people think it's like really unnatural or not normal if you're going to be by yourself because they think you're like the weird kid. But now that I've grown up, I realize that it's okay. And so I'm encouraging Jacob to be the same way. If he wants to be by himself, let him be by himself. He don't, he doesn't want to talk to anybody. I don't need, I'm teaching him, look, kid, if you don't want to be hanging out with other people, hang out by yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. And so, like I said, we're, we're not going to be in California for long. We're going to be removing our roots from California and we're going to go straight to Nevada. So it's going to be really cool that he's going to be around a, a very small town that's going to accept him. Um, I'm not saying that he's not accepted now in the school that he's in, but I think that being in a, a small environment is going to help him succeed a little bit more because of the fact that he's going to be around people that's similar to him who likes to be outdoor, who likes to be by themselves, who likes to be in nature and things like that. So to make that connection, what I'm going to be talking about today, it's plants. So the depression symptoms that I have, and maybe you guys could make that connection with me by commenting down below. Uh, the thing that I feel is that every day that I get up early in the morning, I have cramps on my legs, my neck hurts, my body hurts, I have a headache, I'm really anxious, I can't really think straight, I feel guilty, I feel disgusted with myself. And with depression, the symptoms varies from individuals to individuals. So it's like... um. It's like you're dealing with grief every single day, but you, you don't know what you're sad about. And that's what, you know, I, I have to deal with majority of my lifetime. So I, I kind of got used to it. And, um, you know, with everything going on with the pandemic and stuff like that, it kind of added to the my depression a little bit where I get up every single day. I have a headache. I want everything to be done the way it has to be. And that's my OCD. My OCD makes me do things repetitively, like I have to do a certain things a certain way, or if I'm not going to do it this way or that way, it's going to be like really weird and it's going to, it's going to bother me. And if, if I don't set, for example, um, my studio area where I'm recording at the moment, it has to be a certain way or it's going to drive me a fucking insane. If I don't have, if you guys have, if I ever have, I'm setting up my camera at the moment, but I'm going to, I'm going to show you guys, I'm going to give you guys a little bit tour on my Facebook if you guys don't have me on Facebook, please add me. Uh, I think you can search me up or we have mutuals or, you know, just search Boonham and then if you guys can send me a friend request or even a message. I'll hit up. I'll, I'll add you. So everything has to be like a certain way. Things have to be in certain places or it's going to drive me insane. And my son is starting to show that as well. I don't know if it's genetics or he saw me act the way that that I do. But it's my way of control. And I am very clean. Like my desk area have to be like super duper clean before I'm done with it. Like after I record, every time I'm done recording, my desk has to be cleaned up or else I'm not going to rest until it is done a certain way. Even the Buddha and the little dolls that I have on my desk has to be a certain way. But the my my pencils and stuff have to be like a certain way, certain colors and things like that. That's pretty much my OCD kicking in and trying to take control. And when I was going through therapy, uh, Miss Cardoza was trying to kind of deprogram me 
in a way to put me back into my because uh, I didn't I had OCD, but not as much as I do now when, you know, it, it gets triggered when I'm under a lot of stress or there's a lot of, you know, things that I have to do. Uh, and I learned to kind of tame it a little bit and say to myself that there's there are things that I can and cannot control. And uh, my desk being perfect all all the damn time is not going to solve anything. It's just going to be dirty again after I com- I'm complete recording. So it's it's a it's a pro a process of deprogramming of I guess the the little institutions that I I have developed in my brain to a way for me to operate a, a rules of laws basically of Boone's universe that I have developed developed over the years that I'm trying to break that doesn't solve anything. There's nothing wrong with the rules, but not but not to the point that you you see today um, of me acting the way that I do. So that's pretty much the symptom of it. And it's just like the anxiety, you, you just feel nervous and jittery and things like that. So that's the symptoms. If you guys know what I'm talking about, I know that's going to be kind of, ooh, I know that feeling. So it's recommended that you don't drink a lot of caffeine, which I am guilty of. And it's, it's not helping me at all. And so when, when I was, when I was a little girl, my dad used to have a lot of plants. Did not know why he enjoyed having plants because why would you spend all that time and energy on plants that's just going to like die, right? I I didn't get it until now. And um, it made me think a lot when I decided that I needed to get plants for some odd reason. I just decided one day during my birthday, I told Jeremy, I said, hey, you know, let's go get some succulents plants. I don't know, get, get a cactus. I don't, you know, something to add to the room. And on my birthday, my friend Lydia, Lydia Smith, she took the time out of her busy day. And like I said, in previous podcast that she works for Tim Pool, And so she's working constantly. But she took a time out of her day to order me a plant for my birthday and Lydia if you listen to this I love you and I was I was surprised she didn't tell me what she gave gave me and I have no idea how this woman knows me but she just decided to send me a bamboo and I was going I was feeling really depressed because uh I'm I'm 32 and I felt like I did not accomplish anything in my life I felt useless to society that I'm not providing anything of substance to the world or to the universe and I know I know people are going to tell me well you are doing a podcast and providing wisdom to people and you know paying to to paying attention to people that don't have a platform to begin with and I get it I totally understand and but thing is sometimes you just you just feel sad you just hate yourself and a lot of people my age are you know they're succeeding not everybody it's perfect I'm a millennial not all millennials are perfect but you know sometimes you feel like you want you just want to like fucking give up on everything and just move on with your life so I was pretty down down and out I didn't want to do anything um I had a hard time getting up I I felt sick to my stomach majority of the time and I just didn't want to do anything I want to sleep majority of the time and I knew a depression was coming on like a wave 
Um, with clinical depression, guys, we don't have like there's a difference between clinical depression and seasonal depression. Seasonal depression is triggered during the winter majority of the time or triggered during the summer. There's some times where, where depression would get uh, triggered by a, you know, a memory of some sort that you have experienced in the previous your previous self prior, if that makes sense. And so with clinical depression, it's all the time. Anything could set it off. It's the, it's not necessarily the serious kind, but because depression in general is serious. But with clinical depression, you just feel like shit every single day. I don't talk about it as much uh, because of the fact, not because I want pity. I don't want you guys to feel sorry for me or anything like that. But the fact that this is my demons that I deal with and um, it's okay for me to uh, combat or or come face to face with this this illnesses that I've ex- I experience in my head every single day that I'm trying to control as much as I can and I was feeling kind of down and my birthday just passed and I'm turning 32 I felt like I didn't do anything with my life like I I I feel like I start podcasting really late like I knew that I wanted to get on into radio I, I really want to get into something but I now I know that podcasting is my thing that I want to do like literally I, I'm, I'm doing everything I can to make progression. I'm starting to take speech therapy so I could speak more clearly. Some people are saying, well, I, I love your accent. I love the way you talk. I, no, it's to me, this is my way of improving so I can make it much better so I can probably get hired doing the radio. Who knows? And but um, Lydia sent me something. She didn't tell me what. And FedEx came and brought me like this huge, this like rectangle white box. And I was thinking to myself, I go, oh my God, lady, you sent me some dirty fucking toys, girl. And I, and I was, you know, Lydia's not like that. She's a very Christian girl. Well, she grew up in a Christian, I believe Christian. I'm not really sure. She's, I hope she corrects me on that, but um, she grew up in a very traditional uh, background. And so I was like, okay, fine. I open it and I was like, no way. She got me a bamboo. And I'm looking at the bamboo right now, guys. And the bamboo is beautiful. And the day, the night before, I got me some succulent plants. I think it's succulents. So I feel a lot happier for some odd reason. And plants have been proven to help you deal with your depression. It helps with you know, the oxygen in your environment. It helps clean the air. It it promotes a lot of, um, I think it's because the fact that when you are surrounded by plants, it, it triggers, I'm sorry, it, um, it's like a sense of being in the forest. So uh, it's really healthy for, for everybody. You, me, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, your kids just have to be outside in nature. And so it, it, it releases all these good chemicals in your brain to assist you in your everyday life, for instance. And I thought that was pretty nice of her to do this. And Lydia, you girl, you saved my ass for sure. So every single morning, um, I get up probably around like 6.30 and I get super duper happy. In the beginning... I didn't. I didn't want to give up because it was so compl- complicated for me to get up every single morning. Like it, it's just so difficult for me to just get up and say, 
hallelujah, woohoo, another day. God has made me alive and I'm breathing and, and eating and suffering another day. But ever since I received a plant, so I bought another plant. It it's another succulent. Um, it's a succulent plant. I think I don't. I think that's how you pronounce it. And it's a little teeny tiny plant that you will see in Echo Bar. I think that's that's what it is. So I'm you guys hear me turning around and looking at it, it's behind me, and so it's they're together right at the moment. I'm so happy that I want more plants, and it made me give me a sense of purpose. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I get up every single morning now, and I put these two little buddies together um, at, uh, near my window uh, to my right and let them enjoy sun. It's like I'm taking care of something that's depending on me to give it water. That's depending on me to move it around, and I know that it's alive and it's listening to me. Uh, the, when I first got the bamboo plant. It was tiny. Uh, it was, and for some odd reason, the 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 leaf kind of, you know, it's like spreading its little hands out to get the sun, and I thought that was pretty cool. And going back to my dad, I didn't really understand why he owned like about like fifty plants, and I'm I'm not talking about little plants. I'm talking about big ass plants, right? He had lemon trees. He had not a lemon tree, but he had like a miniature lemon tree. He had roses. He had orchids. He had cactuses. He had a bunch of cactuses. And he doesn't have to plant as much as he do now. He has a little. He has plants outside, but he doesn't really take care care of them anymore. But I now I understand that he was doing it in a way to kind of um, fuel. I'm not fuel. But uh, to kind of assist in his depression a little bit, his post-traumatic stress disorder from the war, from the Cambodian Civil War. And so now I get it now. And, you know, when I was in kindergarten, I was like, you know, I'm not going to you know, get, I'm not going to plant anything. I think it's disgusting putting my finger in dirt and stuff like that. Now I'm like, I want to be around plants and dirt. I'm happier this way. And I have a lot more energy than I do before. Uh, at first, I was was struggling a little bit, and I didn't have the energy to do anything. Even podcasting, I had a very difficult time. I didn't want to do anything, but now that you know, I have this plant that I'm gonna call it Lydia's plant or Lydia, to name after my friend that that gave it to me, and uh, the little tiny plant that I have <coughs> is a succulent plant, and uh, it's from South America, so I call it Felipe. So I'm looking at Felipe. <laughs> the succulent plant and I'm looking at Lydia the bamboo and so I'm taking care of these plants and it really has assists in my my mental aspect of my life and not only that my depression has lessened but that my overall well-being has gone better as well my asthma got a lot better guys and you hear it a little bit wheezing because of the fact that, like I said, there's 230, I'm sorry, I think there's like 300 plus fire that's going on at the moment in California. So it's making the air really difficult to breathe as a lot of unhealthy, sensitive people are getting really damaged, uh, breathing all this harsh chemical in our lungs. And so it's not helping at all to be outside. But dudes... If you guys get it from me, a recommendation from me, get yourself plants, whatever it is. I know it, it's really difficult. It depends on you. 
There are some plants that requires you to be outside in the dirt. But I, I highly recommend that you guys put your finger in the dirt as much as possible. I'm not going to grow anything outside. I just want plants inside with me. So I recommend you guys get yourself a bamboo or a succulent plant, little tiny ones. And I think I'm going to be going this weekend to my, I think my sister have plants too that she, she's start to do and she sits outside and watch it and it's like little tiny babies that doesn't talk but they depend on you and I, I love it and I do have fake plants here I have fake plants around me which I don't think is really natural okay to be around but I'm gonna hang a bunch of uh, vines all over um, my studio area that's going to be really nice and my mom love roses I love roses especially pink roses and orchids love orchids I love the purple and um, I know that you know some people are afraid to you know grow, take care of something that's going to be um, that might die if you don't take care of it and I know that you know with depression it takes a really long time for you to like get up sometimes it sometimes takes about like the entire day just for you to do something but it's really really helpful that you do something for your mental health especially if you suffer from depression and I know that some people have kids that it's going to make it very difficult for them to have these containers all over the place but for your mental health, it's so worth it. Um, I'm looking into a thing called, I think it's pronounced horticultural therapy. Yeah, I think it's it's not agriculture. It's it's called uh, horticultural. See, my Khmer is coming out. I was talking to Melissa the other day and she said that she speaks clear English and she has been in this country since she, I think she came from Cambodia she was she was in 74 she was in her mom's belly i think they escaped to the united states at 4 and so she said that every time her she reads her khmer comes out and that's the same thing so it's things pronounced hortial horti horticultural therapy i think that's how you pronounce it it's a different form of thing where it requires like a lot of not necessarily like a greenhouse but it's like a, a thing where you are surrounded by plants in a way that that will assist you in your your mental health your a way for you to deal with the issues in your life and i know that plants don't talk or anything like that they're not going to be like hey you know you should stop stop smoking you should like stop feeling sorry for yourself or Stop going on Facebook and, and, and fight people and you need to stop doing that. But when you have plants, it occupies your time because you're doing something productive. So I'm, when I'm looking at these plants, I look at, at, at it as a way, as in life in general. And when you feed these plants or when you take care of these plants, it's more like you in a way. So when you're trimming the edges or when you're removing the leaf or you're putting new soil or you're removing the plant because it grew too big and you put it like in a different pot, that's pretty much like your different development of life or, or your individu individuation process of you growing up, growing up as an individual. And so that's why I think my love for plants is starting to kind of bloom a little bit because 
of that because I see myself in this these particular plants to help me to assist me not only in my depression but in my psyche the development of my psyche and growing to like a different person and coming out of my shell in a way so it's like that's how I see myself and I've grown so much and at 32 turning 33 next year the looking number I think I will have about 33 plants, but I would rather have plants than cats, to be honest with you. I mean, there was, we adopted another baby cat. I don't know where he's at, by the way. He's, he hasn't come back yet. We decided to name him Smokey because the fact that we found him during the Smokey, the time of the smoke of the fire. So that's why we decided to name him Smokey. But, um, to, to, to be around plants that will clean my air and that will feed into my heart and my soul and that would give me a little sense of nature because in California the entire state is just shit we are failing as economically we are failing as a community we're failing as a state the beauty is there however we are not, uh, we're not able to go to places that are beautiful to get a dose of fresh air because of the fact that the fire has really, it's really disastrous, destructive to the whole nature of California. But I'm going to get another, thinking of getting another plant has made me happier. It gave me a sense of purpose because now I have these little tiny beings or this this little leaves not leaves but these little plants depending on me every single day for food and water I mean animals they depend on me too but for some odd reason plants give me something back and that's oxygen (laughs) because I'm from this is coming from somebody who has anxiety who has COPD I know if you guys don't know what that is it's when you're the 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 your lungs have like a bunch of tubes all around it, but it's like the preliminary. I think that's what it is. That's what they told me that it gets really inflamed. So you, um, you're fucked. <laughs> so you, so I deal like with a lot of mucus and stuff like that because it gets really irritating. So when I start to have plants around me, I'm breathing a lot better. I'm starting to kind of not cough as much as I used to. And it has helped me tremendously to be around these these things that you know god has made i guess if you can say that to be around with and um i might add maybe a zen garden in here a little zen garden a little bit little stress ball but um it's really healthy for us to be around nature and i didn't really think about that until now and when humans have learned to live in cages and I when, I when I say this I'm not talking about the cages as in prison but that we are in cities and stuff surrounded by these pollutions and I don't remember where I read it from but there is a town in I believe in the not not the Middle East I think it's in Dubai where everything is green 
the rooftop have has flowers, fruits, veggies. Everybody is, is able to have their own greenhouses. In my personal opinion, I think every family should has their own greenhouse in their backyard to provide them with food, shelter, not shelter, but food in general for them to feed themselves. And this is just my opinion. I don't know why we are not learning how to grow our own food, which I, I, I highly recommend that everybody learn how to do. I mean, it's not necessarily that this pandemic has made me think like this, but that the fact that it's really good to have your own garden because it teaches you how to grow your own food and make you as an an independent person. And as as before we began living in cities and stuff, we have everything given to us every single day. We have water given to us, not given to us, but like we pay for water stuff. It comes out the tap. We are are we're not collecting rainwater. We're not, you know, our fruits and veggies and stuff like that it's it's pretty much just like a supermarket away we don't see the process of things growing and so when you get a plant you start to see the this process of how much it takes for you to grow these things and it, it gives you a sense of accomplishment in a way where when you see the the leaf start to bloom so i'm looking at uh, the plant lydia at the moment because i named it after my friend who, who bought it for me the leaf is like you know, reaching out and waving to you and say, hey, I need some sunshine and it's alive, y'all. <laughs> so I'm not talking about the little shop of horror, the plants that eat people. That's not, you know, there there is a plant that eats meat. I thought that was pretty cool to um, to share with you guys. And um, I'm really grateful that she got me that, that she knew me so well to provide me with a plant and, you know, I thank her for that. And I'm so fucking happy. I started kind of tearing eye a little bit because I, I was so happy. Like this, this little tiny thing is going to be depending. It's not tiny anymore. It got really big, actually, really fast. So I hope that it doesn't get really big and take, take over my house. But uh, th- th- it's the fact that, you know, somebody thinks about you and this little plant is not talking to you. But it's depending on you and it likes you. And I know that, uh, like I said before, I, I think where my sister, my other sister, she works at a Clovis, um, she, she works at Clovis Police Department. And there is this chick who has a bunch of flowers and it keeps dying on her. So we recommended a plant that is indoors that can sustain living indoors and not necessarily depend on a lot of sunlight. So if you guys don't know this, you get succulent plants. They're they're five bucks, you know, or four or five bucks. And you can actually not give them a lot of sunlight. And it teaches you on the tag if a plant will be good indoors or if a plant will be bad outdoors. So I try to be careful to kind of not put too much sunlight because there's such thing as too much sunlight. And the thing about learning about these plants is it, it teaches you about balance, the yin and yang. Too much light, too much sunlight is bad. Too much water is bad. Too little sunlight is bad. So you kind of have to control the temperature of these plants. And like I said, it's just yourself. You're seeing yourself within these little green barks of whatever to describe this thing. So um, I hope that you guys get my recommendation. If you're depressed, get yourself plants. Okay. Don't go all out and start growing marijuana plants. All right. 
I recommend just getting regular plants that will be put inside if you're an indoorsy person like me. You really don't want to walk back in and out, in and out, you know. And you want to be like in your little cave or whatever. You know, I recommend just getting like a little tiny plant just to get, you know, just to be safe. Um, but get yourself a bamboo plant. Um, I'm going to put like little Chinese dragons all around it. I don't know what I'm going to do, but um, get yourself a plant. And I know it's, you know, depression hurts. It really does. You know, you feel alone. You feel that you can't control it. You feel that sometimes, you, you know, when, when am I going to conquer my demons? When I'm going to get rid of this? When I'm going to be finally happy? But being around where we came from, and that is nature in itself. And I know that's kind of like everybody's like, you know, go in nature, all these yoga Karens and shit. But really, I mean, drop everything what you're doing. Go to Walmart or go to Target. Get yourself some plants Surround yourself with it and see how you feel. So then you start to kind of think a little bit about your surroundings. You start to understand the importance of taking care of your well-being by providing itself and nurturing it with things that it's just naturally around us. I'm not saying grow a goddamn tree outside or anything like that. But the beauty of these plants and these beings that is with us I mean even though if they don't talk they're still alive and they're assisting in your self-development in the process and like cleaning in the air giving you like you know being putting your your hands in dirt try that guys the thing with Cardoza the one I talked about in the beginning of the podcast was Cardoza taught me mindfulness we play with a lot of dirt and I notice that when I'm surrounded by beaches and stuff like that, water and, and things like that, I feel a lot happier. Being around deserts, touching rocks, surrounding myself with fresh air and things like that. Uh, when I was in Nevada, for instance, I came across plants that was unusual that I didn't really see a lot in California. I touched them and they don't respond or anything like that, but it just feeling the the another being that it's not human it gives you a sense of awe and makes you kind of get the idea that you're not the only one in the world that you're not the only one in the universe and there are things that are alive on earth that do depend on humans and stuff like that too for them to live and i would love to learn how to grow fucking magic mushrooms right um, however, that's not going to happen. I don't think in California, I'm not really sure if ma magic mushroom is legal. I should look that up. But uh, just being around these these things and I never really thought about it. And I, I took gardening in high school, not gardening, but I took home economics, which I do recommend that everybody in high school should take home economics. It's, it's recommended, guys. That you guys take it because it teach you how to cook and clean and stuff like that. Which I think it's like everybody. How spoiled as a nation that we don't know how to cook and clean. <laughs> so I think home economics, home econ that taught me how to do that. But um, I had a teacher, Miss Rupert. Um, even though she's like, she's, she's like mean. She's like the old school black lady who was like, mm-hmm. That's how she was. And she cooked pancakes every time we come into class. And she was... I was one of her favorite students because of the fact that she knew that I like plants. And she had this like rose on her desk every single day. She had fresh roses. And um, 
I remember she told me she was like, you know, Boom, why don't you just start growing roses? And the reason why I want to start growing roses is because it was my mom's favorite flower. And it brings a lot of memory of my mom. And to see them dying because of in California, like I said, it's just the whole state is like burning to the ground and we don't have a lot of rain. It's like a becoming like a desert in itself. Um, that makes me sad to see that happening. So anyways, guys, I really hope that you enjoyed this episode and guys get a plant, name it Oscar. I don't give a shit. Name it whatever you want to name it. Uh, but, uh, if you have depression, get a plant and see how it makes you feel. As always, guys, stay far out. Bye. Hello again. Like what you're hearing? Consider making a donation to FAL via PayPal, Venmo, or become a $5 Patreon member. All the information will be down below with links you can click that will lead you directly to my PayPal, Venmo, and Patreon. I work very hard on these episodes on my own. I am my own Jamie. Most importantly, remember to rate and follow FAL on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other podcast player of your choice. It helps new listeners who enjoy a dose of wisdom come my way. If you wish to connect with me, please do so via parlor at boonfowl or send me an email at boonhim at gmail.com. Akon!